Money, money, money. More money, more problems? This is where we talk about everything you need and want to know about finances, goals, relationships, and how they all tie together. You are now listening to the Two Cents Money Podcast. Enjoy. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're here for another great, fun, and interesting um, episode of the Two Cents Money Podcast. And as you guys know, I always try to keep it, you know, real. I like to add a little twist to it, you know, because we're always teaching about personal finance in one way or another. But I felt like, you know, Today, I really wanted to keep it a little spicy, and I wanted to, you know, just give this twist and kind of go into the theme that I did on my last episode, talking about millionaires going broke. Um, But this time, we're going to focus on two very, very well-known athletes, Um, and I think you guys are really going to like this one. Now, for my boxing fans out there, and I'm a fan, you know, thanks to my husband, um, I'm telling you, you're going to like this episode. And uh, I guess without further ado, let's jump right in. So Mike Tyson versus Evander Holyfield, two of the most influential heavyweight boxers in the history of boxing. Now, if you're a fan of boxing, or at least are familiar with Tyson or Holyfield, then I'm sure you're familiar with the infamous 1997 fight between them. Now, there's a reason why I wanted to put both of them in my episode together and talk about them, um, which is that fight in general but also because of one other very, very crucial point. They both ended up going bankrupt, even after being extremely successful in their careers. So sit down, get comfortable, get your drink, get your snack, and let's start on the journey of Mike Tyson, a.k.a. Iron Mike. So Mike Tyson was born on June 30th, 1966. Now, he grew up in the north side of Brownsville, New York, Uh, where he was, you know, he always described this area to be a very, um, you know, impoverished neighborhood. And in several interviews, he always mentions, you know, he's proud to be from there, but he just doesn't miss it because of a lot of things that went down and when, you know, he was growing up. Now, he got bullied a lot. It was really fascinating, um, especially doing some research on him. As just a person, not even just a boxer, was because of, you know, getting bullied so much growing up in that neighborhood, he ended up turning to uh, pigeons. And you're going to hear me mention pigeons again, but I I feel like this is something kind of important to notate because he ended up turning to pigeons. You know, he, he enjoyed training them. He was learning everything he could about them. And because you know, for anybody that's familiar with New York, you know, the Brooklyn area, especially, you know, there's, there's pigeons everywhere. So he had, you know, ultimately he had easy access to them. So, you know, that ended up becoming a hobby of his growing up. 
And again, it was his way of coping with getting bullied all the time. So by 1985, at the young age of 19, Mike Tyson debuted his professional boxing career. And this is where it all began. So he was a very successful boxer, especially right from the beginning. And a year later, he became the youngest heavyweight champion in history at that time. Now, this was when the money started rolling in. And, you know, he was earning a lot, especially when he started doing his endorsements with brands like Nintendo um, and Pepsi. And those are just a few. Now, in 1988, Mike got married to a famous model and actress named Robin Givens. And unfortunately, little did he know, this marriage was really going to cost him millions of dollars. And when I say millions of dollars, I really mean millions of dollars. Now, their marriage only lasted less than a year, and within that time frame, he had already bought a $5 million home in New Jersey, and he had given his then-wife, Givens, $10 million via transfer to her account. Now, if you've ever seen some of his interviews, um, you know, he always mentions that he felt that, you know, he was used for his money and his financial status at that time. And kind of looking back at it, he realized that's kind of why it it lasted so short, (laughs) why it didn't last that long. So regardless, you know, not only did he purchase that expensive $5 million house, you know, and then he had that large $10 million transfer. But man, uh, Mike Tyson made several large purchases that really started getting him into this slippery slope. Now, while he was married, He bought Robin a $2 million, 24-carat gold bathtub. Yes, a bathtub. Crazy, right? A bathtub? (laughs) I think to myself, like a 24-carat gold bathtub. That thing must have been so heavy. But anyways, you know, that's just me going, of course, but that's just insane to me. 24-carat gold. Wow. So that was $2 million just by itself. Not even the the house or anything else, just that bathtub. In 1992, just a few, you know, short years after his divorce, he ended up serving three years in jail for, you know, rape charges. Most of us, you know, who follow, um, you know, current news and events at that time know, you know, the allegations that were put against him. He only served three years. When he was released, uh, he definitely was not hesitant about jumping right back into the ring. So when he re-entered the boxing world, um, you know, Mike, Mike spent a majority of his money literally within the first 33 months of being released from prison. It was said to be that his lavish lifestyle at one point cost him, guess what? $400,000 a month. Yeah, you heard that. $400,000 a month. That's crazy. That's a lot of money. And of course, that spiraled into many large purchases that ultimately really led him down to his financial demise. Um, And, you know, just to name a few, because I thought his spending habits were very unique, I would say, um, especially in the things that he ended up buying um, and things that he ended up being known for, you know, even now. But just to name a few, So Mike Tyson spent over $400,000 on pigeons and his tigers, $125,000 a year just for special trainers to tend to his tigers. Now, remember, he 
He bought that $5 million home, but over the years, he bought several other homes. Well, he ended up paying $300,000 a year just on lawn care and maintenance for his properties that he had. And for anybody that is familiar with Mike Tyson, he always had an entourage around him no matter where he went. Well, that definitely did not stop him from buying 19 cars for his friends, which added up to... um, which added up to him spending over $4.5 million on cars and, and motorbikes, including those 19 cars. And then last but definitely not least, his $400,000 infamous birthday party, where he literally had everything you could really think of and more. You know, he just had a, a very lavish lifestyle that he felt he needed to continue. And unfortunately, having such an expensive lifestyle and not having any money put away on the side, it never equates to anything good. So let's not forget the fight that will forever go down in history, also known as the bite fight, you know, the legendary second fight between Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield, which happened on June 28th of 97. This fight actually cost Tyson $3 million because after having bitten uh, Holyfield's, you know, practically chunks of his ear off, uh, you know, not long after Holyfield went after him for, you know, damages and uh, the judge ruled that he ended up having to pay him 10% of his earnings from that fight, which ended up being $3 million. So again, that's another expense that ended up coming out of his money. Now, throughout his boxing career, Mike Tyson made a whopping $700 million. And when he declared bankruptcy in 2003, he was $23 million in debt. So let that sink in. So this man made over over half a billion dollars just from his, you know, from boxing and from his endorsements and things of that sort that he was involved in throughout his uh, career. But then in 2003, had none of that to show. And on top of that, was in the red $23 million. That's, wow. That, that could leave anybody speechless. And this is why it's crucial to have these conversations that really open our eyes to this because you think all these people, all these celebrities that we see on TV or on YouTube or on TikTok, um, you know, we see these celebrities and athletes and think like, wow, you know, they have these such extravagant lifestyles and they have all this money, but all it takes is a few bad decisions and they could be worse off than you and I. So let that sink in. You are now listening to the Two Cents Money Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, and all major platforms so you can stay up to date with our new episodes. Subscribe to our blog at twocentsmoney.com for all of the latest updates and to get in touch with us for one-on-one financial coaching. Now, back to the show. And now, for the former four-time heavyweight champion of the world and Olympian bronze medalist Evander Holyfield, a.k.a the real deal. So just a little bit of a background on Holyfield. So he was born on October 19th, 1962 in Atmore, Alabama. He grew up in the projects right outside of Atlanta 
and ended up joining a children's boxing group just at the young age of seven. Wow. Like that, that's so young. And it definitely makes sense as to how he became so successful in his career. When he was 13, he comp- he competed in the Junior Olympics and took home the Best Boxer Award and continued on his boxing successes before going pro. Holyfield debuted his professional career um, in 1984 and continued to win four world titles while fighting some of the biggest names in boxing, such as Sherman Williams and George Foreman and Mike Tyson, of course. And now similar to Mike Tyson, Holyfield spending habits were truly what caused his financial downfall. Um, He ended up buying a $20 million mansion that had 109 rooms, 109 rooms. I sit here, I'm like, how many rooms do I have? Like, well, definitely not more than, (laughs) definitely nothing close of, you know, 10% of what he had, but that's crazy. 109 rooms, including a huge movie theater that was set to hold, I think it was like 100 uh, seats, and then a dining room that some say could have been like what we would compare to as like a neighborhood restaurant dining room. It cost him over a million dollars a year just in taxes alone and maintenance on the home. So think about that. If you have a million dollars just in taxes a year, that's a lot of money that's going out. And and that's not even accounting for your monthly bills that you may have, you know, maintaining your lifestyle that you, you know, you want to have and just everything just adding up. That's just bottom line million dollars just for taxes. That's a lot. Now having 11 children with five different women, um, this definitely did not help him financially. And unfortunately, the this situation actually put his finances into a very frail downward spiral. And he ended up owing hundreds of thousands of dollars in child support, which we'll talk about in just a few minutes. But just to kind of throw that out there. Now, Evander Holyfield also had a few failed business ventures that really put a huge strain in his money. Um, he, I know he had a record label that cost him over $3 million. And he also had a big restaurant business that unfortunately was not successful and caused him to lose over $11 million. That infamous 1997 bout against Tyson earned him $35 million. And then, you know, adding up all of his wins and, and all the money that he, he earned throughout his boxing career, which ended in 2011, he earned a total of $230 million. So a little bit over a quarter of a billion dollars was, was just, you know, the money that he got. And in 2008, Evander Holyfield filed for bankruptcy and lost his Atlanta mansion, which remember, he bought it for $20 million. He ended up having to auction it and he barely got $7 million. So he was upside down because at the time um, I did some digging and I did some research he still owed, I think it was like $14 million on the mortgage. So the numbers were totally upside down. And then, you know, to top it off on top of all of that with his mansion. So now, you know, him and his family lost that home. He was also being threatened with jail time for owing $500,000 of outstanding, sorry, child support. Now, remember, he had 11 children. So $500,000, I mean, I'm sure that all adds up, especially if you're not paying on time. 
And unfortunately, his 18-year-old daughter, um, who obviously was 18 at the time, she ended up suing him for 300 of that 500,000 that he had owed. So, you know, just to kind of give you some insight as to where they are today, especially because, you know, Mike Tyson, he he went bankrupt in 03. Holyfield went bankrupt in, in 08. It's still, for anybody who, who's been through bankruptcy or knows anybody who's gone through bankruptcy, it does take a while to get back on your feet. And it's it's kind of good to hear that today, Evander Holyfield has a net worth of a million dollars and Mike Tyson actually worked himself back up and is already worth $10 million as of, I think it was just this month. So, you know, they're both trying to get back on their feet. I know Evander Holyfield actually had been contacted by Alex Rodriguez on a show that he had done about a year or two ago. And unfortunately, that had flopped because he was trying to get Evander Holyfield to, uh, you know, really boost his training business that he had. And unfortunately, you know, you if you ever watch that episode, you could see that Evander just was not in the right mindset of getting back on his feet. So it's kind of good to hear now that, you know, he's back at having a net worth of a million dollars. So something kind of interesting to point out is that while both men combined made nearly a billion dollars within their boxing careers, it's really, really, really crucial that, you know, I point out the moral of the story. You know, yeah, it's it's fun to talk about, you know, boxing and athletes and celebrities, but I'm not here to to push shame to anybody's name. I'm trying to point out some learning lessons here, which really is if they could have been more financially savvy, more financially smart with their money decisions, they most likely would never have even had to lose any homes. They would have never went bankrupt. If they had money aside, you know, in savings accounts, investments, if they didn't have the spending habits that they had, or they were able to tame them down and control their spending a little bit more, I wouldn't even be having this story to tell. And this is why it's so important to budget and avoid overspending, no matter how much money you make. You know, anybody who's familiar with Notorious B.I.G., you know, my hip hop and rap people out there, you all know what I'm about to say, but his famous line, more money, more problems. And unfortunately, in these two situations, that quote was actually proven to be right. And, you know, without, I guess, really thinking about it, it doesn't matter how much you make. You know, you don't have to be a millionaire and, you know, have all these issues. They're just magnified at a higher level because of the amount of money that some of these people make. It doesn't matter how much money you make. You can make $20,000 a year. You can make $80,000, $100,000, $200,000, whatever. But avoiding overspending, budgeting our money, looking at what's coming in and out, evaluating, you know, what are some of our spending categories that, you know, maybe are just a little too high? You know, what can we cut back on? Or simply, how can I save more or how can I start to save? Those are some questions that we need to start asking ourselves because you just never know what life will throw at you. 
And I hear a lot of people talking about their concerns on inflation right now. You know, milk and bread and eggs are going up, not just one or 2%. We're talking about between five and 10%. You know, gas prices are going up and this is not to be political. This is just to be, to be financially savvy and prepared. Doesn't matter how much money you make, you have to get right with your finances. Whether it's saving $10 a paycheck, if that's all you can afford right now until you get your budget situated a little bit better, or it's putting $100 a paycheck away. You have to have money put away for a rainy day. And that's really what it comes down to. And I'm always going to preach this because I care. I care about you know my listeners out there. I want everybody to be financially free. And that can happen. It's very possible and it's very realistic. So I hope you guys join me next time for another episode of the Two Cents Money Podcast, where I give my two cents on your two cents. So I'll talk to you guys soon. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. Feel free to share this with anybody who, you know, is a boxing fan, who is looking to learn about finances, uh, just, you know, just looking for a good podcast to listen to. And I guess until next time, thanks for tuning in as always. Uh, go ahead and follow me on Instagram and on Facebook at Two Cents Money. That's T-W-O-S-E-N-S-E-M-O-N-E-Y. And I look forward to having you tune in next time. All right. Stay blessed and stay healthy. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week.